0: All right, we're here. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen, and if we aren't on your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll try to do our best to change that. Um, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome, but keep your biases to yourself. And as always, we got some special people in the building. Um, How about you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah, my name is Laquan Marshall. Uh, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got a few businesses that we're we have vested interest in, um, and I got some of my partners here, and I'll let them introduce themselves.
2: My name is Andre Derikot. Instagram social media is at King Derikot. I'm also a serial entrepreneur. Uh, five books out now; four of them are children books. Talk heavy. One is uh, college to corporate, uh, which is about you know what to do after college as far as entering in the corporate America. And then the four children books varies on nutritional values as well as financial literacy. And um, also we have an app out right now called Recruited, which is uh, able to connect people to employment in a fun and uh.
3: How you doing? I'm Satya Stevenson. <clears throat> I guess I'm a serial entrepreneur as well. <laughs> but no, like, nah, seriously. Um, on a on a serious note, I think I'm just a guy who just don't want to let down their parents. Um, who was who was able to understand at a young age that the things that they were providing me, um, because I lived on two different sides of my town, I was able to decipher between the things that I was getting on one side of town and the mm-hmm. things that I wasn't getting on another side of town, and everything that I've done growing up was always just to not let my parents down because Word. I've seen like a lot of the sacrifice growing up. Yeah. So everything I do. Um, that's what embodies everything i do like i want my parents to stop working what's the best for them what's the best way for them to stop working is for me to own businesses so they don't have to work um so i that's just that's who i am
0: okay and then we got takia in the corner she recording i mean appreciate i just want to give her a little shout out um on the building where we're appreciate you all right so let's get started um you guys are serial entrepreneurs i like that term um what are the three companies that um, you guys are,
1: well, companies, I won't say, I won't limit yeah. it, because I don't know all of you guys. So um, we all have uh, businesses that we're vested in individually, and then we have a business that we're all vested in uh, collectively. So Sartir right. and I have a few businesses that we have interest in together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a waste management company. Well, it's graduated into a waste management and consulting company, um, and I'll talk about kind of what we there um so we uh we deal in oil uh used cooking oil uco it's a it's a commodity traded on the jacobson trader okay um and we started off by collecting uh used cooking oil from restaurants and selling it to uh bigger distributors Mm -hmm. where they would take that find that oil turn it into biodiesel fuel candles uh gelatin process feed uh makeup et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's graduated into, um, doing energy consulting where we help, uh, right now we're helping a company based out of India procure oil internationally. Um, and as well as domestic domestically, um, we do that. We have a real estate investment fund. It's, it's, it's really structured as a uh, development company full mm-hmm. service development. So, uh, there are three major wings to it and it's the fund wing where we raise capital locally uh, through our community um, and then we also have um, a construction company and an asset and property management company that support that development or supports the fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, we just actually just bought some vending machines and oh. uh, we're hopping in oh, it. I
0: can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, we're we're,
1: <laughs> hopping into, we're hopping into that and learning that. We're just putting um we're putting our dollars to work. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh,
2: for me, is uh, I have the first one to college to wealth. Mm-hmm. This is where all the books is under. So yeah. I have the College of Corporate. That's the first book we have. Um, and pretty much, this is just to spread financial literacy. Right. So this is where you know, if i you know, speaking engagements, this is where that's under. It's College of Wealth. Then I have Good Vibes Over Everything, which is a film and production company. Um, that we have a catering leg on that. So that's pretty much any type of events. Because I DJ as well. So that's from where I just nice. I'm able to put the the nightlife entertainment to work without actually DJing anymore. Good, good, that good. production company um, Recruited That's the app mm-hmm. uh, With that app Is an in itself mm-hmm. um, That pretty much Is three layers to that We're in stage one Where we're connecting Employees to employers Stage two Is connecting Small businesses To um, you know B2B mm-hmm. uh, Business to businesses And uh, stage three Is connecting Campuses So it's uh, Recruiting um, Athletic So we're con- connecting With the athletic departments to get their, um, a seamless way for them to recruit talent. um So that's pretty much it. And then we have Easy Keys Realty, which is the brokerage firm, and mm-hmm. that we're giving 100% commission to all agents. Um, 100%, that's a good number. 100% commission to all agents that are out there. Um, and then Johnstown Capital, that's where we're building our collective economics and putting our money to work mm-hmm. and giving uh, other people the opportunity to invest as well.
3: My list isn't that extensive. <laughs> I think Laquan touched on the waste management thing that we're doing together. And then myself, I own a barbershop with another partner as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then, you know, the barbershop, I think, is going on two years in June. Okay. Um, you know, we started that. That's another, doing that with another person I went to high school with as well. Um, and I'm learning from that, I'm learning from the waste management, and I'm learning from the Johnstown Partners thing. So those are my three things that um I have.
0: All right, uh, I want to get started with the waste management because you said that you, um, it's yeah, you use oil, cooking oil. Yeah. So, at what point did you realize that oil was a commodity that you could create a whole business around?
1: Um, that I created a business around. That's a that's a good question. So, um, I'd say about five years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was working for Caesar's Entertainment, and a buddy of mine. We were working in Philly. And a buddy of mine um, actually had the business. Right. Uh, so he was he had bought a truck and he was collecting oil mm-hmm. in Philly and it was a big thing about five years ago. That's when um that's when the market had spiked. So commodity, so the oil is traded like like uh so it's traded as a commodity mm-hmm. just like on the stock market, right? Okay. So like if an Apple stock spikes, then mm-hmm. you got all that craze, people are cash yeah. out and whatnot. What so at that time, Um, That commodity was really high and people were paying a a huge premium for it. So you had a lot of more seasoned people about in the industry, like getting in it Mm -hmm. and he had got privy to it. And he was just telling me like, you know, I've always been, uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in things like that. So five years ago he talked to me about it. And then we came across some capital about three years ago Mm -hmm. um, via real estate. And, I was trying to put that capital to work in real estate but we had a little bit more than we can handle and mm-hmm. i was like hey, let me test it and invest in some businesses passively right. so i hit him up and i'm like hey listen you still doing the 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 cooking oil thing it sounds good i think he was telling me he was doing like 12 grand a month um at the time so i'm like you know I can get in on that right you know? <laughs> um I, i'd love to so, so a, a month
0: don't sound too bad
1: no nah, <laughs> a a What doesn't sound bad at all so um this was at the top of the market mm-hmm. um so i was like hey listen you know i got some extra capital um i want to sit down with you go over the numbers take a look at you know pop open the hood see what's going on with the business and you know i can get you what you need to help you scale it if you're still doing it um and at the time you know um and shout out to him i won't say his name mm-hmm. uh you know, I think he had a lot going on in his life, and and you know, I don't think he had the drive that we were looking for, mm-hmm. and you know, he he really wasn't very responsive in terms of you know I'm trying to give you money, right? right? You should yeah. be able to deliver. Jump on right? the like, opportunity. Hey, listen, you know, if I need numbers, I, I you know, give me numbers, right? If we need to set up a meeting, take the meeting. Um, and you know, he he you know gave me the numbers, and we sat down and we talked about it, and and you know, he 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 just didn't seem like he wanted it. Right. So, you know, I was like, hey, I'm not going to just sit on this. Right. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the numbers and I, I thought that I'm like, hey, you know, I can do this for a lot cheaper. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think my ultimate goal is to get into venture capital, invest right. in businesses. And, and I'm like, hey, listen, I can't really support an entrepreneur. Right. In that way, unless I'm like, unless I put myself to the test. So, you know, I jumped in and, and decided to build the business myself. And, you know, things, all is well. Okay. So so that's kind of how I got privy to it. Someone else was doing it. I learned about it. And then I decided to build it.
0: That's interesting because, you know, it wasn't like it was something that, like, kind of just fell of your lap. Yeah, in a way. Because, sure. um, you know, it's not something that, like. Divine it's, connection, yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't something that you, like, sat up in your room and, like, just researched and.
1: Uh, oh yeah we, t- we 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 did a lot of research no i'm not oh. saying you didn't do any research oh, okay, okay. i'm saying
0: like it's not something that like yeah. you were just scrolling on the internet yeah it's not something that you were like just scrolling on the internet one day and you were just like oh let me see if i could you know get my hand in this and it was like it literally just came to you so like um yeah. you know like that's really interesting to me just because it's like obviously it was meant to be yeah um now shifting gears i want to talk about these financial literacy books because um it's very important to me that uh, our communities are financially literate and that we know how much power is in our dollar because so many people don't know how much wealth is just sitting in our communities. And um, and it was just, it was funny to me because I was listening to a podcast the other day um, where this guy from Philly was talking about um, his vending machine business. And he was just saying how like, oh, like I started with this much money and da-da-da-da-da, I started... Um, generating this month, this amount this month, and you know I grew it to this scale, and uh, I was just like, yo, like I'm not saying that like everybody is privy to uh, any amount of dollars that they want, but like anybody can start a business. You know what I mean? Like you just have to be dedicated, you have to do the research, and um, you just got to put your best foot forward. And I want to know how you got into the business of writing books about it specifically, because you could have went any. You, you I mean you could have been a speaker? You can been speaking engagement. You could have been Gary V. You know what I mean? Like, but you want you doing? Uh, are they children's books?
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. So I was actually, um, I have a financial background. Okay. I went to Hofstra University and my degrees in finance. Oh, dope. Um, I graduated, started working for J.P. Morgan, um, in the back of the bank. Then I moved to the front, so I was in investment banking. Okay, I learned a little bit. Investment banking is pretty much um operations mm-hmm. where I was doing um in Delaware. We talked about Delaware earlier, so um, from there, I moved to the brother bank, and from there, I moved to Wells Fargo Advisors. From Wells Fargo Advisors, I started working on Lynch, mm. right? So that's my background in just finance. You so, just moving with the money, yeah. I just, I was just you know trying to see, it's just all about opportunity, you know, what I mean, connecting, and then when it's just. Knowing who to talk to yeah. because you don't want to just become a slave to corporate America, right? Right. So right, right. It was one of those things. I I always been an entrepreneur, so I didn't want to be become that. So upon that travel, I was um asked to speak to kids, and mm-hmm. that's how the story started. So I'm speaking to these kids, and I asked the kids where money comes from. Mm-hmm. So the kids they raised their hands, and everybody was like, "Money comes from trees." Mm. So then I was like, "All right, cool. Well, that's fine. So let me ask the, the teachers." The teacher didn't really have a good enough answer that i was good enough, yeah that i was good with so you wasn't satisfied yeah i wasn't satisfied with the teacher's answer and that's when mm-hmm. i knew there was a problem right right so then um that propelled me to kind of i was gonna write another book after my first book but i kind of didn't know what direction i want to go mm-hmm. so after speaking to these kids i was like all right well i'm gonna get the same material but i'm gonna do it in a cartoon way. Right. so i'm not gonna dumb it down the material or anything mm-hmm. But I'm gonna make kids wanna read it, and while they read, they'll learn something. Right. But most importantly, if they're if like a parent or a teacher reading the book, they're gonna learn as well. Mm-hmm. So that started the Josiah's Money Adventure book. Um, But there's just so much more topics that when I started writing that book, I'm like, well, I didn't learn a lot in nutrition. You know what I mean? I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about like 529 right, tax right, savings right. accounts for college accounts. I didn't know really how to save money. Mm-hmm. So then I started writing books of those as well. So that's how I that started. It's just really just, you know, there's a gap in the school system when it comes to financial literacy. That's a fact. So it it was really me being on both sides because, you know, I'm not bashing school because, you know, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm got a college degree and everything. But it's not it's just a gap that I didn't even learn in corporate America as well. So it was like I, I, feel, I feel like I failed. I was failed in school and I was also failed in my corporate um, upbringing initially. So. I kind of had to like not let the next kid go through
0: that. Yeah, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, and you just, you know, when you're looking, when you're getting older and you look back into your education, like the your educational experience, you just realize, and and even in this era that we're in of like all the information in the world being on our hands, like you realize how much information there is to like propel yourself and put yourself in a better position and uh how much that just isn't incorporated into our daily lives and how much you have to really go out of your way to go get that. And that's really interesting to me because um you know everybody who's everybody who has that story of how they um started their financial literacy journey um it's it's always unique and it's always inspirational because it's like you want better for yourself, you want better for the people around you and it's never really it's it's almost never about you. About you, yeah. Like, it's almost never about you. And even if it starts with you, like, oh, how can I keep money in my pocket? How can I grow my investments? How can I grow my, my wealth? It always turns into how can I – um how can I get the people around me in the same position that I'm in?
2: Yeah, for me, it's kind of like I can't really get to the next level because my dream is too massive. You know what I'm saying? My vision, what I want to do is too big just for me. Mm -hmm. So I need everybody around me being positioned so when we do go get another investment, it's like, it's going to be a lot and I may not be able to do it, but if you're in position Mm -hmm. and then we could put, you know, we could add that collective economics to where, because my goals is real big so I kind of have everybody around me that have the same type of mentality. Right. And they can't be... They can't be struggling, you know what I mean. So I gotta have them at least have the financial whereabout to kind of at least put them in position. Where so we could, you know, take those steps together.
0: Um, that's actually a good segue into my next question, uh, because you talked about how you uh. You talked about how you got the barbershop with your friend from high school, Mm -hmm. and I just I just wanna I wanna ask you about how uh how influential it is to have people around you. To keep you uh on your feet in terms of like staying business minded and um, making the right investments in the future and like how important it is to keep people around you that like are on the same type of time that you're on and that are willing to make those changes to better your future.
3: Yeah, that's actually a good question. because um, I think I, within the last year and a half, I learned that the people around you is going to really determine your future. Right. Um, I think last year I think about ten people called me. Some people would text me and tell me like, yo, I always knew you'll be this way. Mm-hmm. And I look back and say like, why didn't it click sooner? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about yeah, What did you com- see that I didn't see? Yeah, it's all about the conversation that's going around. Because like, I always want to be better right. than me and whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a competitor. Like, I'm right. just a natural competitor. So I always want to be better. Whatever the best thing is, I want to do it. Um, essentially, how I got started into like the business realm per se mm-hmm. um, I was working like 60 hours a week 65 hours a week for Wait, a job because I like working with kids so I was working on a residential program um, where it was like a 24 7 hour facility mm-hmm. um, initially when I started working I was doing overnight you know I was just doing it just to do it um, and then I started working during the day and then I wanted to make an impact like anything I do I want to do it I make an impact right so I was putting a lot of time there um, and I also wanted to get my bread up too, um, mm-hmm. so it was given overtime. And I was taking those sacrifices. I think I took three days off, mm-hmm. summer 2018. I took three days off. Um, around that time, bonuses came out in September. Mm-hmm. No, bonuses came out in October. Yeah. My godfather died in the beginning of October. They didn't give me my bonus. I took three days off. They didn't. Get, I took three days off that whole quarter. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me my bonus. Due to the supervisors not doing their job, supervising, making sure everybody doing the paperwork. That's insane. Um, so me being, I was, I was, it was a, it was a motion, of mm-hmm. course. Um, it was a motion, of course. But that summer, I was supposed to hang with my godfather, like yeah. almost every Sunday. So y'all got a spot for us to go to, right? Come out here, cause he lived in Somerset. Mm-hmm. I got a spot for us to come out. I got you. I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out there, brownie. Um, I never made it out there. Mm. <laughs> He died that October. They didn't give me my bonus. I said, yo, this is it for me right. because I need to be able to free up my time so I could be around the people that I love the most. Exactly. And that's important for me, mm-hmm. just being around the people. So then what's next? That same November, uh, Cisco came to me and was like, yo, I want to do a barbershop. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that's legit because, you mm-hmm. know, boot rental is illegal mm-hmm. in New Jersey. But a lot of people do it. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, rental was illegal in New Jersey, but a lot of people do it. Um, But so when he presented the like actual running a business aspect to me, he actually presented to me and my other friend. My other friend said no. Mm -hmm. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Anything that I I know that I'm involved with, Mm -hmm. I believe in. Yeah. So if I'm involved, it's gonna work, and that's my outlook on it. When he came to me, Um, and then in that same process I always wanted to do real estate I was saving up when he came to me I was saving up to buy real estate right I put my money there because that was the opportunity and I liked what he was doing and I also trusted him as well in that process I think I saw Laquan and what he was doing in real estate too. So I had him up. He was in the area. He pulled up with his little chocolate thighs on too. <laughs> I remember the day too, he had the short, he had the short shorts, uh, little shirt, little ring on, yeah. little chocolate thighs came, pulled up to the crib. You know, what I'm saying he pulled up to the crib. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm grateful that he responded to the DM. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I appreciate you. I thought, you know, we went yeah. to high school together, but people get a little bougie, get a little brag, get a little bougie. <laughs> 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 so like, yeah. Yeah. The same, but not for real, he pulled up on me and, like, you know, me and him had a conversation. And, um, you know, he asked me, Yo, what do you want? And I said, I want my time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, Yo, the best way to get your time is for you to build like a portfolio to replace your income. Because at the time, I was going to do wholesaling. You know what I'm saying? Cause I wanted to get out so bad of my job. I just wanted to get the capital right. so I could just quit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel you. I'm like, yeah. that was it. I'm like, yeah, I need the capital so I can just quit. If I get 50 grand to right. place my salary right now, I'm out. <laughs> I'll figure everything else yeah, out. Yeah. Um so then it was just more so like, you know, I kept my job and then I just learned. Me and him, like, I'm like, I right, bet I'ma just learn and whatever. And he saw something in me as well, where he was just like, yo, you can do we can do this X, Y, and Z as far as like um rental income. Cause he could have just put me to work, mm-hmm. but I think he saw the. You know, I think he saw my mentality as well, and what type of person I was. So just like, all right, this is what we doing, and then it turned into like something massive, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't know him as well, and he didn't know me as well. Right. But once we got to know each other, it was just like, yo,
0: some business this, started booming. Yeah,
3: it was like, yo, we could do anything. Like it's different when you go in war by yourself, but it's it's a whole lot different when you know when you go in war and like people gonna be swinging with you. You know essentially so that's how I got started and then like it's just been a snowball effect ever since I think me and my uh, our other partner and our Sound capital partners we opened up a company together because he was still he, his foot was still in Maryland at the time mm-hmm. and I think his conversation was like "Ah, Jersey's too expensive I don't right. know to come here so I didn't know whether yeah. you know like we were gonna be able to align anyway um, from that point because me being fresh I'm not going all the way to Maryland um, mm-hmm. and then um so me and my other partner our other partner we opened up a um we we opened up our own business together like real estate business together and then he opened up his waste management company at the same time and it was like yo what you trying to do right and then we just got to it let's put the money, <laughs> let's put the money in the you pot you know what I'm saying like we just got to it and then that's just that's how everything we do is everything we've done that's how it's been is a conversation of like right. a competitive thing like yo Yo, I found this vending machine. What you trying to do? Right, bro? What's up? I got half. (laughs) (laughs) It was that simple, like, and Mm -hmm. that's the type of people I need to be around because, like, I don't care, like, whatever, whatever you like. I want to do any and everything, and I'm not opposed to trying Mm -hmm. because, like, at the end of the day. I believe in myself so it's going to work. Even if it don't work right now, Mm -hmm. it's gonna work. Yeah. You just know take that L, do some research, bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and um, you know, I'm appreciative of him and I'm appreciative of him, I appreciate everybody around me because I have to be grounded. Right. Because like I'm an extremist. Mm -hmm. It's either um (laughs) here or I'm turning up. (laughs) Right. And I was turning up, you feel Mm -hmm. me? But I was turning up. But then once I became here, you lose a lot of people because they used to you being here. And it's like I was dragging people like, yo, I'm going this way. Blah, blah, blah. But once I started talking about the stuff I was talking about, the conversation got different. It got shorter. They couldn't have that conversation that I wanted them to have. And then you just had to separate yourself just right. to circle back to your point as far as being around the right people. That's the difference. I had a conversation with somebody somebody from my town who was a gang member. It was just more so I told them like, yo. You know he's learned he said he told me like i'm learning this and my conversation with him is like the the five most important like everybody know the cliche the five mm-hmm. people you surround yourself by is going to determine your future right whether you see it or not you can't you can't make somebody want the same things as you mm-hmm. it has to be like natural and that's yeah. the thing like it was just naturally like yo we want the same thing he cares for his family a lot i care for my family a lot we not we may seem selfish in the moment because we understand what it takes. Mm-hmm. But our actions is selfless. Right. And that's the difference. We're selfishly unselfish. No, you know, because somebody has to fall in the sword. You gotta you gotta because you got you gotta put in the hard <laughs> somebody work.
0: Somebody gotta fall in the sword. Everybody, and everybody's not gonna understand. Like everybody's not gonna understand that, yo, I'm doing I'm doing what I need to do so that everybody can eat in the long run.
1: Bars. <laughs> Bars.
0: I want to get into another question though about the waste management company. Uh what I were some o- That's not like me. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. That's all good. We but got now time. I'm telling you that was That was like a Drake album you just dropped <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Nothing was <the> <laughs> that was the same. <laughs> um um I uh yeah, but I wanted to ask a question about the waste management company. Yeah. Uh what were some of the What were some of the biggest hurdles that you uh uh that uh, that
1: occurred? In the beginning, we're still facing big hurdles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. I think I think the learning curve, right? Like just learning a new industry. Yeah. Right. There's there's, so we we, we you just, so you would consider it still a new a new industry, for me to learn. Yeah. Oh, oh it's a new industry to you. you mean? No, no, to me. Yeah. This okay. I mean, it's being traded before right. I could even. Yeah, you know, do anything, but it's 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 there, there's a company um, that we've we've dealt with and we still kind of deal with. They've been around for almost 110 years. Mm, wow, you know, so it's you know it's been it's been here, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's still new to me. I'm still learning it, but I know what I know now from when I, from what I knew when I started, yeah. it's, it's incredible the amount we've learned in a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Right. I started this in January and, um, a year and two months. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, I think one of the biggest hurdles was, was honestly just the time. Right. You know, just, there's just certain things you research all day long, but like you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta learn through trial and error. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I think I think a, a huge hurdle was was just um getting that financial model down. Right. So so right now we discovered um that our business could have been a lot more profitable last year than than it actually was because we were looking for security and just in baby steps to build our our, our business but but um, I feel like if we would have took a lot more risk, and we were getting real risky last year. Mm-hmm. But if we would have took a lot more risk last year, um, I think we would have found or in had more um, guidance last year, more mentorship last last year. We would have gotten out further. We've uh, we would have already, you know, we would have already been been, aber- been very operation. been been very very profitable, right? And um, I'll just give you a very specific example. We were dealing with a company um. Uh, I won't say their name. Yeah, they they've been around for 110 years, Mm -hmm. and um, very credible. And 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 the stuff there uh gave us a lot of game, right? Taught us a lot, and they gave us the warning that hey, listen, we don't pay the most for the oil, Mm -hmm. but we're a consistent buyer, right? Right, and that's what we were looking for. And um, they were company, and they paid us um, I want to call it maybe 45 cents a gallon before Mm -hmm. yield. Um, yield is, is basically the percentage that is actual UCO UCO, used yeah. cooking oil, and then there's debris and water, mm, right? Okay. So um, based on the volume you produce, so if you produce in maybe under 2,500 2, gallons, they pay you based on a fixed yield. Okay. So they, they paid about 45 cents a gallon, mm-hmm. right? Where... Um, a company we deal with now pays about a dollar seventy a gallon,
0: mm.
1: right? Yeah. So just to give you a quick number, one of our accounts, which is uh, you know, just a chicken shack, right? And mm. they do about a ton. They do just over a ton. They do about three hundred and thirty gallons, right? Maybe biweekly. Mm. Say so like biweekly, right? Mm. So they do about three th- thir- three hundred and thirty gallons mm. biweekly, right? So just to show you the profit difference, mm-hmm. so that you can understand, but. At three hundred and thirty gallons at a dollar seventy, right? That's mm-hmm. five hundred and sixty dollars that we'd make a pickup, right? Yeah, we we'd make a pickup where Mopac was was paying us, you know, a dollar one hundred and
0: forty. Yeah, yeah, big difference. Huge, huge difference. <laughs> More than double. <laughs>
1: yeah, huge, huge difference. And then you're not you got to account that the mm-hmm. truck needs insurance, that it mm-hmm. needs gas, right, that right, I gotta right. pay for maintenance, mm-hmm. right? I gotta you know, there's expenses that you have. Um, so yeah, our business would have been a lot more profitable if we would have, you know, if I would have knew then what I knew now. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think
3: saying that, I think it was like a method to that madness. I think in the time, um, Laquan and I got very comfortable with the guy who was giving us information. Mm -hmm. So I think him him securing that relationship us to get what we need now Mm. so it's always like just a process and we knew we had other things going on so us doing that was just like a slow and steady process of not just like it was calculated like we know if everything that we're doing now if we put the pedal to the gas we're going to we're gonna fail fast and learn even faster. Yeah, you know that's just common practice. If you fail fast, you learn faster. Right. Um. The, because of the things that we have going on, we kind of calculate everything on how we're doing it. We take our time so we can make mis- less mistakes. And then, because of the mentorship we had at that um at that company, we was okay getting less. Like even him, he he was telling us that like they're not paying y'all, which y'all should be getting paid. Right. But. We knew we were still learning and we wanted to take that time to learn yeah. the things that we needed to learn. And it kinda of worked it worked out.
1: One hundred percent. And 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 just to just to to, to drop another gym, we made up the difference in information too. Mm-hmm. You know, but but you know, not being as profitable is definitely a right. hurdle. Right. Yeah. It's definitely we could have scaled a company. We could have had three trucks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we could have hired more drivers, we could have, you know, and we we integrated um into that that um part of operations so we are waste management but we are all energy consultant mm-hmm. and a waste management portion we we also do the grease trap cleaning that would have enabled us to finance more marketing to get more grease trap cleaning customers right mm-hmm. so we so so it was it was obviously opportunity cost but it was just something that it was, it was just a necessary you know it was a necessary loss that we that we thought but right. other than that the business was is is going great it's profitable you know so it's good to hear all right. Um,
0: I want to shift towards real estate, but before I do that, I want to ask one question. Um, which is what what is the importance of mentorship when you're getting into entrepreneurship? And um, yeah.
2: Oh, I think that's everything. Cause I mean, you get to avoid a lot of mistakes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even if you're just reading. You got a lot of mentors that are no longer alive.
0: Like, specifically for you, because when you worked in finance, I know that there are pro- there had to be people over you that were like, yo, look, avoid this, avoid that. You know, especially going from J.P. Morgan and Merrill Lynch and uh, Wells Fargo. It's like, there's always going to be people. And then, like, I'm just thinking about, off the top of my head, I'm thinking about, like... Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, when he first got into he first got in the building, he had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he had Matthew McConaughey over him. He's like, look, avoid this, do that, you know, like it, it set him on the right foot into the right direction. And I just wanted to see like if you had that, um, if you had that when you were working in finance, that led you to like sort of leave the realm and go into
2: like working on your own. Um, honestly, I didn't have that. That's what made me kind of propel me to like write about it. Because okay, because it was like a missing. Mm-hmm. Thing for kind of us And our culture mm-hmm. In that type of environment So I kind of had to reach I had to reach out To get that
0: And you would say that The the reason that didn't happen Is because Of the, the color of your skin
2: Yeah Cause it's a threat I mean yeah. That's how I see it I think mm-hmm. cause, you know It's like They don't well, You can keep I, it 100 we all, Yeah you know cause, me? I mean like I, I, I'm <laughs> just kidding yeah, yeah, yeah I'm trying like, to like It's, nah, it's weird Cause nah. it's like Once you get into That type of environment It's like They, they gotta meet a quota yeah. So so it's like you kinda of feel like you're there. Diversity. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So so it's like mm-hmm. you get you get, you know, shunned out of a lot of those meetings that oh, could compel yeah. you or you really gotta to go the extra step just to, you know mm-hmm. like my, my friend, uh um, my friend brother actually works at Goldman Sachs, uh um, he mm-hmm. actually told me this one day and it kinda stuck with me to this day. He said when you wake up every day, you gotta keep in mind that you're already behind. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a race, you already like it's a bar yeah you know what I mean like no matter what Mm. when you you wake up at the same time I'm already behind so I gotta go above and beyond you know what I mean and um that's just what stuck with me it's just in that corporate environment Mm. because uh nobody told me that you know what I mean he told me that because he was looking out for me but nobody at my job would tell me that they was just you know see you and just Hopefully you figure it out on your own, or they want to see your demise. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not that many of us. When you get to you know those type of companies, it's really not that many of us. Right. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. And that's and that's a bar right there. Like it's a lot of bars getting passed around. It's a freestyle. Yeah. Bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, now when I, when I used to work for Caesars when I was in corporate America, um, one of the uh, VPs, um, so he was the, actually the AGM for the casino it was a black guy, you know, um, Alex Dickinson, man, this guy's the <laughs> truth. Like right now he runs. So last time I checked up on him, he like ran like five billion, like this, he, I think he graduated into like running in hedge fund like 5 billion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's the truth. And when I got my promotion and I left Baltimore, one of the things he said to me is, um, and this is, this is a rarity in mm-hmm. corporate America, I think. Um, he was like, "Listen," and, it, and this and this really stuck with me. He was like, "You need some stupid questions too, mm. right? Call me." Mm. He was like, "Call me. I'm not gonna judge you. Ask me all the stupid questions in the world, and I'm and I'm here to help. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, that's and, a yo, that's, that's a stupid. bar. Yeah. 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 Now, real talk, because like you,
3: sometimes you." You just you don't like yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you need you need to be able because he's like yo he he told me he's like listen when he's like when you go out there because I asked him I'm like yo do you have I just I'm about to run this advertising department right it's a unique position mm-hmm. right I'm gonna be the youngest person on that marketing board mm-hmm. and the only black person right like he's like yo don't ask none of them stupid questions right if you need something to figure out like I've been in this industry for mm-hmm. years. Ask me, call me, and ask me. Right, because they're gonna. That's gonna take a nut. You yeah. already behind when you wake up, and everything that you don't know that you should know mm-hmm. is gonna take you a, a meter back. Crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and it's a bar. And I think what what's unfortunate about um, a lot of those like financial interest industries, even in marketing, mm-hmm. just in corporate America in general. Um, and that's why I say he's a rarity, and I rock with him for that for like forever. Yeah, you feel me? Because. When when people get to that certain level, they create distance. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, listen, I got here, I'm barely here. Right. I'm not about to try to help you bring up, and my name is now attached to your name, and you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And now that brings me back. Right. And I see that a lot in like corporate environments, and it's and it's tough. But I think, and that's why I think a lot of us. Don't get the mentorship that we need mm-hmm. in corporate America and entrepreneurship. More, I think we get more in entrepreneurship once because when we out here in the mud, yeah. we all in the mud together. So right, right, right. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We mud wrestling. Yeah. Back <laughs> but we mud brothers. We mud brothers. <laughs> we definitely mud brothers. But but in our corporate in our yes, corporate sisters. Americas, yeah, yes. my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in our corporate environment, it, it's tougher because like we outnumbered. Yeah, you know, and, and, we, and we're scrutinized heavily and. It's, it's nuts, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough.
2: Yeah, and i like, like I'm in finances. I love numbers, right? So yeah. if you look at it from a numbers perspective, it's like we're the gap is kind of we control the money mm-hmm. as far as the finances in America. So it's like, um, as far as African Americans, we hold majority of the capital, which right. means that you know these higher positions. This how this is just my opinion. So mm-hmm. I, this is the only thing I could fathom. Speak your mind, like this, brother. Right? I think that they're, they're really just trying to hold on to the capital that they have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, if you look at the positions and the title and the money and the salary, it's like they're making majority of it, but mm-hmm. when it comes down on the other side, it's like we have majority of it. Yeah. So it's like, they. I don't think they want to like let that position go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think the, those that are, like the ones that, that are in those positions, I think it's more so of just... Like Laquan said, trying to keep their title, right? You know what I mean. So it becomes more so of a competition than mm-hmm. helping each other. Yeah, because they've been in, they've been in a competitive space for so long that they exactly. don't realize that exactly. they exactly
0: like they could be like, helping
2: their own people. Exactly, I think it's goes and down and like alleviating that space there. altogether. Exactly, help them
0: more. Um, so you guys got into you guys started uh, getting into real estate. Um, yeah. what? I better repeat a question. Hold on, let me get my list out. Um. Uh, what is what are some of the biggest misconceptions when um, that you hear when it
1: comes to real estate? That you can that you can really start a sustainable real estate business with no with bad credit, <laughs> no money, mm-hmm. and no experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a misconception. Word. Don't if you hear it, don't trust it run for the hills, they trying to make you a wholesaler.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's not wealth generation. Mm. That's not legacy building right you know i think I think that's the biggest misconception for me i think um people need to t- tell it real like you know I, I think uh i think man, we know your why when you mm-hmm. when you're trying to get into and you when you're trying to get into real estate know your why so that you're not um know why so that so that you're not like easily rused, you know um but yeah, that's the biggest misconception you mm-hmm. you you need. You're going. It's, it requires money, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it requires you to do your due diligence and get your experience. It, requ- it It's going to require credit. Right. If you're not a good, if you don't have, like, one of the biggest skill sets you need to have in, in, in this is, like, personal stewardship. Mm-hmm. If you're not a good steward, then it's not going to work right. in business in general. Like, you can't manage a dollar. You can't manage a hundred. Right. right. You damn sure man, can't manage a hundred thousand. <laughs> You know? So I think
2: that's the biggest misconception. Okay. Uh, for me, I would say um, uh, not more so on the investment side, but more so just on the wealth generation, just family generation, wealth building. Mm-hmm. Um, just starting, just start the process. Because a lot right. of people are renting, paying mortgage prices, and mm-hmm. they're, they're scared to just start, begin. They think that it's... Uh, I think it's the lack of knowledge in our community, too. That's why I'm trying to really spread the spread that first-time homeowners and trying to get people in the houses because like i bought my first house at twenty twenty-three. but if mm-hmm. i would have known what i knew i would have bought at 18 right. 19 17 you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's a fear i think a misconception being that uh people think they need a lot more than they than they actually need right because if you could qualify and you have a nice apartment and you're paying rent you pretty much could probably qualify for a house yeah
3: I think they touched on really majority of it. Um, I don't even think it's a misconception. Um, what I'm about to say I think it's just like um, a stigma in our community. I think what holds us back is we think we got to do everything by ourselves right um, the fact that you think you got to do everything by yourself, you limit yourself to mm-hmm. be able to get access to a lot of the things that other communities are getting access to. For example, um, every house I went to this year in nork I mm-hmm. see four or five Jews go there. Right. You know what I'm saying? If we came together like that, a lot of the things we can do would be easier. Okay, you don't got the credit. He mm-hmm. does. Let's use his credit. Let's use her money, his money, his knowledge, and come together and just do this by itself. I mean, do this together. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think people think they, in our community, people think they got to do everything by themselves, which holds them back as well. If you know anything about wealth, it's a team sport. Right.
0: Um All right. Uh well, I'm going to close out, but I still got I got I got about one or two more questions. Um I guess I should ask this in the beginning, but what I really want to know is like how this process came together all together in the beginning like like what made you guys like what like at what point was it like all right, we're going to link up. We're going to make this a thing.
1: Right. I think I think it happened in phases. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like Satir literally just says a perfect segue. We all I think the common the commonality between us all is that we and, and the partners that aren't here mm-hmm. um shout out to Dwight Bostick and Douglas O'Striker mm-hmm. um is we all know wealth is a team sport. Right. And I think um it, it like like we said it happened in phases. I think I was doing we were all doing a lot of good things individually. Mm-hmm. Right. I was doing real estate for three years prior to all of this, which got on Satir's radar. Mm-hmm. Satir and I got together, right? We started we started we were actually gonna start investing in Newark, which is how we know the Jews are yeah. going in droves Man, listen, properties.
0: Jews done bought up every crib on my block. Nah, we're this past year in twenty nineteen, I, I seen I seen more black people moved in on my street, but they less they own less of the
1: cribs. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah, yeah, we could talk about I, that. I, yeah, Mike we though. could. We, we gotta talk about that <laughs> offline. That's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we we started to to look at Nork and we were gonna invest um, together, and then gradually our partner um, Dwight, you know, came into the mix mm-hmm. as we began to to grow, and then you know, Dre has been doing amazing things, and we actually go to church together, mm. um, and you know, we, we we saw we we my Christ met his Christ. You know, right. we um we we um. We actually spoke on a panel together um, at a, one of our churches, like, conventions. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we got, we got together and we're like, yo, listen, he's literally trying to do the same thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, he's doing – he's he's planting seeds and doing development. Right. And we're like, yo, listen, man, like, you know, you got it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like he was going to do it regardless. He's already been in real estate, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, why don't we come together – And we're more impactful that way, you know? And he was like, I think, I think I was saying it as he was saying it. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, we're, it was like, you know what I'm saying? We should have bought each other's sodas. Like we was, we was literally saying it at the same time. And it was, and it just happened organically because we all know wealth is a team sport and we all have very similar goals, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, it, and it's dope, man. It's it's dope, man. It's real estate thing. I don't even think we deep dove into the real estate. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a time, take the time to tell you what mm-hmm. it is that we're doing, um, because I think it's just that important. Okay, right. I'm listening. Yeah. So so we started this this real estate. We all have um, you know individual experience. Mm-hmm. We started this real estate development company together. Um, and like I said before, we built out the fund side, the mm-hmm. fund, F U N D. Um, and then we build out the construction company and we build out the prop, uh, property and asset management. So we're full ser- we're a full service real estate development company. And what we tried to build out was an opportunity for people who we identify with, right to be able to have ownership. Mm-hmm. right? So there's there's a huge problem in our community, right? We're not doing enough to generate income outside of working. Right. right. Like we don't invest enough. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. it, and I think a part of that is because we're not educated and presented enough opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think what we wanted to do was we wanted to create a kind of a learn while you earn program mm-hmm. where we provide the opportunity to, um, you know, individuals, right. To mm-hmm. invest into a hard assets, right. And learn the entire development process. Right. Right. So, um, we have an offering right now where the minimum entry is 10000 and the mm-hmm. maximum entry is $50,000. Mm-hmm. Right? But that 10000 can be broken into, and I'll give you an example, say you mm-hmm. and three of your fat brothers have um, an appetite to invest, right. right? Because obviously there's a climate in social media right now for investing in vending machines, real mm-hmm. estate, et cetera, right. right? But you don't have the 10000 right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Most, most of us at this point in, in our lives don't. Mm-hmm. but you know you got a nice 2000 2500 mm-hmm. saved up he has a 2500 saved up and so forth mm-hmm. and you guys come together and bring 10000 together right and then you invest in our fund and we're all like-minded individuals mm-hmm. so what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to watch a full development project progress project from start to finish mm. right we provide performance so you can watch and see how we analyze property mm-hmm. so now that's a skill set that you have developed by basically investing right so you're so your money's gonna awesome make, your money's gonna make money on its own mm-hmm. but now you watch and how we acquire pro- property right. you watch how we renovate property so you're making right? money you, you, and you're
0: watching a pre-learning so
1: now you make your money right and what do you do with that profit Mm-hmm. You can now take that profit and do it yourself, right? Right, and 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 it's and it's it's not feeding a man a fish, right? It's teaching a man to fish. Mm. You get what I'm saying, and that's yeah. something that we're offering to our community, right? Because it, it it isn't prevalent enough, you know. And I think a lot of the stuff out there that we that we're seeing is predatory. Yeah. They're taking your money, but they don't want to give you the sauce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they're charging you too much to get the sauce. Yeah, you know. Um, and, and I think we would combat that, yeah. right? We, Somebody
3: asked us, "What's the difference between us?" No, let him talk. I just want to, he gonna state it. I just want to bring it to his attention. Work. Somebody asked us during one of our oh yeah work one of one of our offerings, one of our presentations, like, "What's the digital team investing in us?" And going to invest in the read, you know,
1: and then yeah so so that's that's a good point so we we've had we've taken tons of meetings and we were able to run, raise in our first round just under two hundred thousand
0: mm-hmm. which is um, amazing
1: yeah which is which is good it took us it took us a a few weeks to do it mm-hmm. um
0: that's a flex you know i mean yeah, I don't a- think it's a flex but look yeah. we we all under thirty in here yeah yeah we all under 30, so yeah. it's a flex yeah. like yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so we we took we took um yeah we we it took us a couple of weeks and we just raised just under two hundred thousand and um and one uh, we took a bunch of meetings and we got a we got a bunch of meetings in the pipeline but a bunch of um projected capital in the pipeline but we took this meeting and the guy like basically asked us um what's the difference of investing with y'all and investing with uh, uh, a REIT that's traded on a stock market and mm-hmm. i'm like first of all <laughs> the the di- the major difference is those people don't look like you yeah they don't. They 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 aren't from where you're from. Mm-hmm. They don't value the same thing, things that you value. And you making those money, they're gonna take that and reinvest it into their communities. Yeah, we're gonna reinvest it into our communities. We're gonna help build our communities. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 it's 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 important. And, and that's and that's what that's the collective economics and the group economics that we've been talking about. Kind of this whole episode It's like when you have those group economics. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, and I'll give you the scenario. Right, and I'm a long-winded person, so I don't know. take your time, please. Bear with take me. Take your time, Pastor. But, but but when you look at those, when you look at those group economics and collective ec- economics that that Andre and Satir and all of us have been talking about this episode, right? Think about our community. Oh man, I'm a, I'm gonna get to it. Trust me, I'm gonna give it to him. But if you look at that, right? Mm-hmm. You look look at the food that we eat. L- like look at Nork, right? Right. Look at Nork. We don't we don't own those houses on your block. No. All of that in all of that income, like think about it. One block probably generates one hundred and twenty thousand a month. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of that money is going into our our, our community. Yeah. And then what those people are doing, because they're not from our community and they don't identify with us, mm-hmm. they do not care what they put there. Right. So they're going to put a chicken shack there. Right. They're going to put a liquor store there. They're going to put a Chinese store there. And now we buy out of humans, buy out of convenience. Right. We buy out based on what's close to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we're poor. We're, our health is poorer mm. because we don't control what goes in our community. We don't control what we eat. Yeah. We got the liquor stores there. We got we we don't control anything that we ingest mm-hmm. spiritually, physically, emotionally. Nothing. We don't control any of that. Right. Right. And and that's why we're afflicted in a way that we are. And we just need an, a seat at the table. We just need to take back our communities. Right. Right. If we own that, say if me, Satir, Andre, and you and her, we all owned the community. We all. Right came together and bought up as much of Newark as we can, mm-hmm. we can then determine and say, hey, like, let's put a health store there.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Because people eat out of convenience. It ain't no more chicken shacks. You can't you, you can't get that there. Mm-hmm. You you gotta eat better. We put in gyms instead of liquor stores in yeah. our communities. So you're gonna start to see that change. You you think you think in certain neighborhoods, if the if the streets, if the streets broken up Mm-hmm. You think they're gonna sit back and let their cars get messed up? Word. If the city don't do it, <laughs> if the city, if they can't petition to get the city to do it, I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. If you, they don't petition to get, they they're like, hey, listen, we, I, I own a paving company, and my cousin lives in this area. Mm-hmm. He's gonna pay. They're gonna come together. They're gonna pay me. They're gonna pave the road, and they're gonna build a city. Mm. Y'all yeah, figure it out on the back end, right? Or we just pave the road. This is more important. They they put they have the opportunity to to better their communities. We don't have those resources. Right. We don't own anything in our communities. We, we if you're a renter, you're not going to these city meetings and having no impact. You Don't all. pay no tax dollars. Yeah. You know. So it's just about impact, and that's why we're doing. We the money is great. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, we're doing it to 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 better our our legacy. Right, mm-hmm. but but it's more about impact. Yeah. It's and, giving and the knowledge people.
0: the knowledge is the most important
1: aspect. Teach a man to fish. Yeah. And 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 we and we accredit a lot of the stuff that we have built to to people like Sean Rochester, mm-hmm. you know, and and just just to plug his book, The Black Tax. I think everybody should, I think it should be a prere- prerequisite mm-hmm. for you to and for you to be black mm-hmm. to consider yourself African American or what to what mm-hmm. you need to read The Black Tax. Right. It it, it basically um, looks at slavery from a financial fork, right? Mm -hmm. It it, it doesn't look at the emotional toll and the physical toll that it took on our community, but it Mm -hmm. looks at the financial toll, the amount of money that has been robbed from our community. And I think what was his, it was like one, it was like $1.3 trillion. It was trillions of dollars. It was trillions of dollars that literally is now unaccounted for. When you look at free labor from chattel slavery Mm -hmm. all the way to you know the Homestead Act with 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 all this land that was given away right it's Robbery to, to 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 white Americans right that that we couldn't even take advantage of when we were considered citizens at this point mm-hmm. you know it's it's, it's it's tough man tough and we and we're about impact and mm-hmm. everything we do and we want to make sure that we present a product for our community that can better it. Because like my mo is legacy and community, right? That's what I live by. I'm doing it for my last name and I'm doing it for people who I identify with. That's how it should be. Okay, brothers, this has been
0: a great talk. I appreciate you coming. Um, it's my favorite episode. Probably shouldn't <laughs> say that, but you know it's the truth. <laughs> uh, Shameless
1: plug. March fifth. When is this gonna be aired? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So on March fifth. I was gonna let y'all plug yourselves anyway, so go ahead and do it. D- before now nah, before this is not even the social, March fifth, we put in our money where our mouth is. Okay. Right? So we talked about all of this collective and group economics, mm-hmm. right? And, and and giving back and legacy and community. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't just talk about it. Right. Right. We are about it. Right. And on March fifth we're doing our first fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Monte Carlo night. I sent you the text. I got it. Make sure you come out. I'm pull up. <laughs> we so on March 5th, we're doing a Monte Carlo night. It's a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And um, the objective is to combat homelessness. Mm. We we wanna make sure that we give back to the area or industry that we're taking away from, right? Right? or we're profiting from. Mm-hmm. So ho- homelessness is a problem in the US.
3: It's yes. a problem globally. Yeah.
1: It's a global problem. And we wanna make sure as a development company, as a black development company, right. we do our part, mm-hmm. right? And we're raising proceeds to house a family in need for one year to to transition them back into society, Mm. okay? Um, And we're partnering with the Redevelopment Authority to choose a family to house for one year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, um, if you purchase a ticket to the event, it automatically enters you in for a chance to win a free duplex. Let me repeat that, Hunter, let me repeat that again. (laughs) So if you purchase a ticket and attend this event, Mm You will automatically be entered into into a raffle Mm -hmm. for you to win a free duplex. Free and clear. Right. Right? Um, This is a chance for you to own a property, to generate income, for your family, to own an asset. We're not just talking about ownership. We're providing the opportunity for people to actually have it in our community. Got to be about it. Come out support even if you don't win and a duplex
0: if, if you want to duplex you should be there because shit
1: i'm be there <laughs> <laughs> that's all i know yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. goddamn and it's gonna be fun um mm-hmm. it's a it's a black it's it's themed around black excellence it's right. monte Carlo, mm-hmm. so there'll be table games there'll be blackjack there roulette right um crap so you'll have a good time mm-hmm. um one of my my brother who's in the entertainment industry he got us a bel-air sponsor so Black bottles, black bottles will be there. Excellent. Um, Excellent. And enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And then my brother-in-law, um, who is actually a chef mm-hmm. in his restaurant group that he works for, has won their second Michelin star. Excellent. Um, so the restaurant he actually helped open in D.C., they just won their first Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be coming out and catering the food. So, you know, it's going to be exquisite. man. I'm dropping my I'm dropping my SAT words. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be exquisite. I like it. I like it. So we're gonna have catered food, black bottles, mm-hmm. table games. Yeah. The event venue is owned by a black person.
0: Real exquisite. Black excellence. Black excellence. I love the vibe. I like I like I love how it sounds. Is a is
1: a vibe come out? All right, brothers. Uh, go ahead and play. your social media. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm at Laquan H Marshall. Um. On everywhere mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter. I'm not on really Twitter. I'm on instagram follow me um you'll see my beautiful wife and the things that i do mm-hmm. don't slide on her dms bruh no nah, nah, nah i right? don't do
2: that <laughs> i'm king Derrickot at king derica k-i-n-g-d-e-r-r-i-c-o-t-t-e
3: um my personal one is satire underscore fourteen and then my barbershop one is MVBB as in Boy mm-hmm. underscore barbershop. Um we're actually doing like a lot of testimonials for women's history months this okay. month. Um I think we got like three submitted today. Um, you know, we're gonna continue to do it throughout the month. So, you know, if you pull up on a page and you wanna do a testimonial, slide in the DMs. Let's do it. Yep. Um and
0: make sure you guys are plug make sure you guys are plugging the, uh, the businesses too. Okay. the business pages
2: um at college to wealth um and recruited recruited is r-e-k-r-o-o-t-i-d okay those are the two main ones um <laughs> yeah <laughs> recruited college to wealth and uh good vibes over everything but they all
1: enter in line with my main page so it's okay. like umbrella um most of my other businesses are b2b mm-hmm. and uh they don't have socials but mm-hmm. again you can follow b2b me is at business to business business to business so um i don't have social medias mm-hmm. for them uh but yeah follow me at l a q u a n h m a r s h a l l and the links will be provided in the uh
0: the bio of this episode brothers i want to thank you for coming out I appreciate this conversation. It's been really educational. It's really, It's been really informal. Uh, informational, rather. Um, and uh, that's it, man. We out of here. Thank you.